let's get your podcast and video rolling, rolling, rolling. Um, so remember to uh, like, share, and subscribe if you're on uh, YouTube and the Anchor Podcast app or on Spotify. This is the Panic Attack with Big John. Um, if you're on Facebook, you know, it's uh, it's called John Morrow, a conservative op-ed page. If you're on Twitter, it's at the real underscore Big John. Um, so, today, 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 actually yesterday, yesterday, yesterday. I was my impression of Lou Gehrig. Anyone ever hear that old Lou Gehrig video? Or wasn't a video. It was a film back in them days of uh, Lou Gehrig giving his retirement speech and it's on one of these old PA systems with an old, you know, old microphone and it's echoing as he's talking. Today, today, I consider you, you... Well, anyways, so yesterday, old Trumpy Baby, Trumpy Baby, signed an executive order on policing amid mounting pressures over lethal incidents. So, let's see what the fake news had to say about Donald Trump. There's a link to this article in the description because I may not read all of it. Um, NBC News reported, Donald Trump signed an executive order on policing Tuesday amid increasing pressure and nationwide protests over the deaths of George Floyd, who was murdered, Breonna Taylor, who was not innocent, Rashad Brooks, who was not innocent, and other African Americans at the hands of law enforcement. And some of those people may have died innocently, but not in vain, thanks to Donald Trump. Um, Trump said at the signing in the Rose Garden, he had just met with families of several recent victims of lethal police violence, adding all Americans mourn by your side. Your loved ones will not have died in vain. That's funny. I I just said that and I didn't even read the article yet. I could have never, I could never imagine your pain or the depths of your anguish, but I can promise to fight for justice for all our people. Very presidential sounding. Trump said that the order will use grants to help departments meet certification standards on how to, how, or wait, certification standards on the use of force, create a national database on excessive force complaints, and encourage the involvement of mental health professionals when responding to nonviolent cases like addiction, homelessness, and mental illness. So that's all the further I'm going to read. Um, this isn't John Morrow recites the news. Um, 
so this sounds to me like what we needed um, that last sentence especially um, you know the involvement of mental health professionals when responding to cases like addiction homelessness and mental illness um, I mean if there's a homeless person that's maybe causing a problem but isn't you know committing a violent crime they're probably homeless because they have mental illness um, and or a drug addiction so it's good to have you know a little change in the way we treat and deal with those people uh, the homeless the mentally ill and the addicted because you know, finding a reason to lock them up <clears throat> isn't always the answer. Now, somebody like somebody like uh, Rashad Brooks, who was passed out in the drive-through lane at Wendy's. That's a different story. That's a police problem. Uh, if you're an alcoholic, that's different. But when you get behind the wheel of a car, now you're endangering other people's lives. So, <clears throat> and also he used, you know, a weapon against the police. I mean... I, I still don't understand how two officers can't subdue one man. The officer, you know, somebody said the officer tased him. When I watched the video, I didn't see the officer tase him. But, I mean, I'll have to watch it again and again. But, um, he didn't respond to the tase. And so... You know, that shows that maybe there was something else going on with Mr. Banks. Aside from being drunk and passed out at the Wendy's drive-thru. And, uh, again, I've never been a police officer and had to subdue people. And also, these guys were, these cops were being excessively nice to him. Until he freaked out when they started to put the cuffs on and started fighting them. And even then, they were too nice to him. Frankly, I don't understand why they were fired. Um, there's a dude, the uh, Amazing Lucas, on YouTube. And he's not like Mr. Police Fan Club when it comes to these. You know, he's, he's pretty conservative. He's pretty pro-Trump. But he's, like, not Mr. Popo fan like I am. And even he is going, why was the officer fired? You know, the the suspect was beating them up. The suspect was, in the Rashad Brooks case I'm talking about, the suspect uh, fired a taser at the officers. And it's like, why was the officer fired? Um, <clears throat> you know, Mr. Brooks turns and fires the, the taser at the cop. And in like one second, the cop has to make a decision to shoot with his uh, his pistol. And the cop, in this case, 
was asking his supervisor, it's on another video, you know, is, is the suspect okay? What's his status? Well, if you're a racist and you hate somebody, you're not going to ask for their status. You know, like, are they dead or alive? And the officers were shaken up by the, the incident. If you're a racist and you hate somebody because their skin color, you're not going to be shook up over this. But anyways, there's going to be an excessive force database so that, uh, you know, if somebody gets let go from one department or uh, something, you know, it can be tracked by other departments. It can be tracked by uh, federal officials, I would imagine. <clears throat> it's going, like he said, they're going to give grants to help departments meet certification standards on the use of force so that's going to be helpful in these cases uh you know to let to educate and help officers you know remember what use of force to use and de-escalation tactics and things of that nature um you would say well shouldn't they know that didn't they go to police school yeah but i mean when you've been out of school for a while, do you remember everything that you learned in school? And not to mention the fact that, you know, things change, you know, things change over time. Um, you know, and, and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's just how it, it goes. I mean, what happened? Okay, here we go. So... As you know, in other news, there's this virus, viral virus out there in uh, the, the, the wide world. Um, breakthrough virus treatment reported by scientists in the UK is the title. Uh, what, this comes from Inside Edition? Ugh, that's not a very reliable news source, but we'll roll with it. I thought this was some good news about the, uh, the virus. So, scientists at the University of Oxford, good university. No Kent State, but, you know, Oxford's pretty smart. Um, uh, scientists at the University of Oxford reported... Promising findings in their search for treatment for the virus. An inexpensive... Oh, well, that's not going to That's not going to be good. Big Pharma wants to profit from this. this so this is going to get thrashed and trashed quickly. Uh, an inexpensive steroid known as dexamethasone was was shown to reduce virus deaths in 600 patients studied. Researchers still have much to learn. Okay, well, good. Big Pharma will kick in and destroy this research so they can make money off this. Researchers still have much to learn about how the drug works on virus patients. It does not attack the virus itself, but it seems to reduce the amount of damage done to the lungs. The report 
also softens the devastating inflammatory response caused by the virus. So when this virus attacks your lungs, I guess it, it causes them to get inflamed, which of course makes breathing more difficult. And so what they're uh, going for here is this steroid brings down that inflammation or reduces it. And then, you know, your body can, you know, help kick in and heal itself. Um, it reduced the number of deaths in 6,000 patients treated. So, you know, it, that's some good, um, some good, good news. Another thing that's been affected by the virus has been, um, well, everything. <laughs> But, um, high school graduations have been hurt by this virus. Uh, Reuters reports, class of 2020 graduating in a pandemic. You know, high school graduations and college graduations are uh, always a big deal, you know. Uh, there's, there are big ceremonies or as big as, you know, your school and you can afford. I, for some reason, everybody has to get their picture taken their senior year of high school. And, like, I paid, like, $180 and got... Um, like, all the poses I wanted, all the pictures I wanted. Like, the guy that took the pictures, he he only charged me, like, a $20, they call it sitting fee, which is mean the fee they charge you for sitting there taking your picture. Um, but I, you know, some of my friends were paying four, $500 for, you know, like, one 8 by 10 and, you know so many wallet-sized pictures because you wanted to have wallet-sized pictures to give to your lesser family members, I guess, and your classmates. Man, I got hundreds of wallet-sized pictures, like maybe a hundred, I don't know. I got a lot. And I got like four different poses. I got some in my dress clothes to give to family. I got some in my Raiders gear to give to my friends. And I got some in my, you know, Air Jordans and Michael Jordan t-shirts. And I was allowed to bring in, like, all my Raiders posters and my Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen posters for backgrounds. And, and I made out like a bandit because I, like, I went to the affordable guy. Screw, you know, everyone else had to go to the cool studio that everyone else was going to and, you know, pay... Oh, you know, let's see who can pay the most to get the least. Well, screw that, man. I paid the least and got the most, you know? So, um, let's look a little bit at this article uh, by Reuters, the class of 2020 graduating a pandemic. Uh, Compton early college high school graduation student Michaela Moore poses in a car 
in a parking lot during a drive-through graduation ceremony during the virus outbreak in Compton, California. Well, that's the extent of the article. Well, that was good one, Reuters. Um, so, you know, yeah, high schools have had to do things differently. Um, my high school that I'm now a Board of Education member for, um, you know, they did graduations, you know, one student at a time. Uh, and, you know, the students walked through, they had their name, I think, I wasn't there, but they had their names read, I think, and they got to walk across the stage with uh, up to four family members there, or four relatives, close, whatever. You know what I'm saying. And uh, so they, you know, did the best they could. And towns around here had, uh, like, little parades through town. We actually had a really awesome parade, which I um, suggested become tradition. And this tradition should, you know, you know because the kids loved it, the town loved it. You know, they just drove the kids, you know, the police and the firemen and uh, that through town. But the kids had a good time decorating their cars with uh, orange and black balloons and streamers. And uh, some of them had their little off-road vehicles decorated up because off-roading is a big thing around here. And, uh, you know, it turned out really cool. And... We, um, we put banners up on the telephone poles, um, on Main Street, you know, with a picture of each kid and their name and stuff. And that may, uh, I'd like to see that continue in the future too. That was pretty awesome. You know, be proud of your kids. Be proud of your school. They're the future of your community. But, you know, this pandemic has caused us to create new ways of doing things and new creations. Uh, and it's all over the world, I'm sure, but I'm preferable to America. And, you know, that's what Americana is, is changing with the times, making good out of adversity. And, you know, this this is one example of that, where, you know, kids were really depressed, um, and it it is depressing when you're a kid and it even it'll continue through their lives because say for example you know in my town we had the best high school sprinter in the state he you know won state at least once maybe twice like his sophomore and junior years i know he won it his junior year and his junior year, he tied the state record for the 100 and 200 meter dashes or something. And he was great. Um, and he's a good kid, too. Really nice young man. And this year, you know, he was going to win another state championship, barring, you know, injury or other, you know, problems. But he was probably going to win state. Um, you know, of course, because he's older better, stronger, faster, uh, he was probably going to break the state record. And because of this stupid virus and, you know, government officials, I feel overreacting, uh, you know, he didn't get that opportunity. 
But, you know, thank, you know, good thing he won last year. He can say that, you know, he won state. And he got a scholarship to a good university for track and field. So, you know, thank goodness he had those good, you know, ju sophomore and junior years to go by. And that's another thing with this, you know, pandemic um, or alleged pandemic is that, you know, a lot of these kids that had sports canceled, you think, well, you know, sports aren't uh, that important. But, you know, not everyone's going to get an academic scholarship. Some kids rely on being able to show off their talent athletically to get into college and get, you know, a full scholarship. So, you know, things like that hurt kids too. But at least when it came to their graduation ceremony, uh, a lot of schools were able to turn a negative into a positive, either with, you know, drive-through graduations, uh, you know, an individual graduation ceremony, virtual online graduation ceremonies, uh, and things like that. So, you know, they made a positive into a negative, or negative into a positive, uh, and, and it, was, it was cool. You know, I'm glad, you know, our little town had its uh, senior class parade, and, you know, people that were... Uh, on the streets, you know, parked along the streets or on their porches were honking and waving and people decorated their homes in school colors for the kids when they drove by. And it was a really uniting thing for the community. Uh, somebody who's not united anymore to her husband is uh, the the lovely the hot Stacy Dash? I uh, first caught wind of Stacy Dash. I didn't know her name. She was um, in a movie called Clueless, and I don't know what she did acting wise after that, but she did something. Uh, I did not realize Stacy Dash was fifty three years old either. Uh, she's been a conservative commentator on. Fox News, um, there was this show, or is this show called Outnumbered, where they got, you know, four good-looking babes and one guy, and they interview him. Uh, she was on that for a while, but uh, this is, I found this kind of funny. Um, she's divorcing her fourth husband. Stacy Dash files for divorce, according to E.T. Pardon me, also known as Entertainment Tonight. Uh, her husband's name is Jeffrey Marty. Uh, I'll read a little of this to you. Stacy Dash and Jeffrey Marty are officially going their separate ways. Court records obtained by E.T. confirm that the actress filed for divorce from her husband of two years, June 15th, in Pasco, Florida. Pasco County, Florida. Dash announced back in March that she and Marty were calling it quits. At the time, a rep for the former Clueless star 
Okay, Clueless was a movie that came out in like 1993 or 4. And that's still her biggest claim to fame. Why is she still famous? Why do we care? Why isn't she working the checkout at Walmart? Because she's hot, that's why. Uh, the Clueless star exclusively told E.T. It's a mutual uh, amicable split. It was a hard decision that both of them had to make. Dash and Marty tied the knot April of 2018. Ten days after meeting for the first time. Well, gee, maybe that's why they're getting divorced. They knew each other for 10 days and got married. Wow. Okay, I told you this was funny. Uh, and they have had their fair shares of ups and downs over the years, according to the article. My husband and I have made the hard decision of ending our marriage, Dash wrote on Instagram in a post announcing the split. After much prayer, I feel this is the right path for us. I wish him nothing but the best. Thank you everyone for your support, respecting our privacy during this difficult time. Well, that's real private. Post it for your million followers on Instagram. Uh, news of the split came seven months after Dash was taken into custody. This is where it gets really good. <laughs> Uh, Dash was taken into custody on September 29th after an alleged incident involving her husband, according to a cash appearance bond document obtained by E.T. Marty paid $500 to mail or bail Dash out of jail. According to Pasco County, the complaint affidavit obtained by E.T. at the time Dash and Marty allegedly became involved in a verbal argument. The defendant, that would be Dash, Stacy Dash. The defendant pushed the victim and slapped him in the face. The victim sustained red scratch marks on the left on his left upper arm from being pushed. The defendant was taken into custody for domestic battery. Stacy state little Stacy Dash commits domestic battery. Dash's manager told ET the couple had a marital marital dispute in Tampa, Florida suburb. <laughs> uh, Dash pled not guilty to domestic violence. The charge, the case against her was closed, according to the court records. Uh, And then her husband wrote uh, on Twitter back then, Today the state attorney made the right call by declining to file charges against my wife at Stacy Dash. She was arrested over my objection at the time due to the pending investigation. I waited to comment until now. Um... And then blah, blah, woof, woof. He says some more stuff about moving on with their lives. And now they're getting divorced. But man, when you meet somebody, wait a little more than 10 days to get married.
please. Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, I would... I... I don't know. I've never been married. I have no kid with. Um, but Stacy, lovely Stacy, has uh, Stacy Dash, the actress, or whatever she is now, has uh, a child with two children uh, with two of her ex-husbands. So there's one from her second marriage and one from her third. <clears throat> she, uh, well, I, I don't care about she anymore. Um, you know, I would think that, you know, before I got engaged to somebody, I would have to have known them for like a year and then spend like a year of engagement and then, you know, get married. Because, I mean, weddings, depending on what you want to do, even a quote-unquote small wedding uh, can cost a lot of money and take a lot of planning. And it's like, wow, wow, wow. This is just crazy. <clears throat> that you would meet somebody and 10 days later marry them but I mean you know to each their own I mean some people fall in love easily I am one of those but um, I am so conservative and so worried about not screwing my life up that's why I've managed to make it this far and be single and no kids and no divorces um because, you know, I, I like to plan things and I like to make sure that things are, this is, this is the right path and this is the right idea. Uh, but some of these people just wing it and just go for it. And, you know, I mean, I know people have been married multiple times to the same person. Like, you know, hey, it didn't work out the first two or three times. Let's get married a fourth time. You know, their lawyers love them, you know. Their lawyers love them for the divorce. Divorces are expensive because they're worth it, from what I've told. Uh, but man, you know, I couldn't imagine marrying somebody after knowing them for 10 days. So, you know, what else was going on there, I don't know. Um... Maybe Stacy isn't clueless. Maybe she's a hothead. Uh, you know, I mean, she put the smackdown on her ex, soon-to-be ex-husband, a couple years ago. Uh, but, or no, not even a couple years ago, seven months ago. Uh, you know, but it is what it is. I mean, wish her the best. She definitely does not look fifty-three years old. I thought she was closer to my age because. Uh, Alicia Silverstone, who also was the co-star of that movie, uh, Clueless, is the same age as me. And, you know, it's funny how you you read something like this about, like, somebody was famous in your childhood or in your past. Uh, and it gets you thinking about other 
actors or actresses that she that they worked with. Um, you know, like I said, Stacy Dash's biggest movie was that Clueless movie in the '90s. Man, that was long, many many moons ago. And uh, I, I started then. You know what happened to Alicia Silverstone, and uh, Alicia was in that movie, but her real big fame came in uh, a couple Aerosmith videos, uh, along with uh, Liv Tyler, uh, Steven Tyler's daughter. Um, and Liv has done a few movies and things over the years, but the two of them, for those of us that grew up in the 90s, Alicia Silverstone and Liv Tyler, will always be remembered for the Aerosmith video, Crazy, where they're this just... It's a kind of semi-serious song, but it's really cool. And the video doesn't really match the song that much, but the video on MTV when they played videos, music videos, was uh, just these two hot girls getting into hijinks and on a road trip. That was really cool. Um, so Liv Tyler's now on the show 911. And she plays like a real serious role, and, you know, and that kind of took me off guard because I hadn't seen her in anything serious, uh, unless you consider the movie Armageddon serious. But uh, so yeah, it's just funny how that gets you thinking. You know, Stacy Dash's divorce thing came up on my uh, real news feed, not my Facebook news feed, and. Uh, then that got me thinking, well, I wonder what Alicia Silverstone's doing, because they were in that movie Clueless together. And then, you know, Alicia Silverstone got me thinking about Liv Tyler. Of course, I think about beautiful women all the time. But, you know, it's just kind of funny how... You see a story or hear a name or something, and that brings back all these other memories and thoughts. So, um, but stay, hey guys, you know, if you're 50 years old and looking for uh, a good looking woman that'll, you know, fall in love and marry you 10 days later and then beat you up two years later, Stacy Dash is on the market. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, who knows? It could, who knows whose fault it was? But um, she may be a nice person for all I know. Um, but she's on her fourth divorce. I thought it was her sixth, actually. But it's only been this is only the fourth husband. So um, with that, <laughs> now that I've been ass. Um, thank you guys for listening. Remember to. Uh, Pray for each other, have a good, good day, and uh, God bless you.